2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank.
3: All right, Ron, the show Hughley is out. Former Houston Texan, father of seven, Cecil Shorts the Third is in. I know it's been a minute since we heard from Cecil Shorts, but what a time to have him in. The NFL legal tampering period starts today, uh, today through midday Wednesday. Um, I, ultimately, you can flirt. You can tell everybody you're flirting. You can even tell the details of your date, but you just can't make it official and sign paperwork. And uh, boy, is there some flirting going on. And are, are, are the uh, sparks flying over at NRG. We got some new, new Texans. We got some new Texans. And um, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Everything's been moving so fast. I, just, I need to make sure my list is up to date. But let's start at the top, at, at the most important position on the field, the hardest position to play in all, all of, of of pro sports, the quarterback position. The Texans sign Case Keenum, journeyman quarterback. Uh, how many years Case got in the league? It's got to be 12. Gotta at be. Least. It's gotta be at least 12. Maybe at even least. more. May, maybe even more. See what see what happens. 12 used to be like, damn, that's a long time. Brady done turned everybody into nah. Maybe, maybe he's knocking on 15, but you're probably right. <laughs> he's probably got a few more. Case Keenum um is is uh is a Houston Texan. I, I I know a lot of people wanted this sign. Former U of H Cougar, former uh Houston Texan. This is his second stint uh here with the Texans. Um, I think this is a perfect sign for, for what I believe the plan is for the Houston Texans. I believe the plan is to draft a quarterback at number two overall and bring him in and play him as soon as possible. As soon as possible, I don't know exactly what that that means. I think it's different for every quarterback depending on how quickly they pick things up, depending on how quickly they process, depending on on where they're at uh, from a development standpoint. Uh, Bobby Sloak and D'Amico Rhines will figure that out. But but it appears that Case Keenum is 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 going to be a guy that could very easily never touch the field and be a veteran extension of the coaching staff and mentor, or he could be asked to play half the year or even a full year to allow a rookie quarterback to um, to to get used to being a pro, to develop, to learn the offense, to get ready ultimately. So I don't know exactly what Case is going to be asked to do. Uh, in terms of playing, but I tell you what, I know 100% that he's going to be a one hell of a mentor and resource for whatever young quarterback they get in here. Cecil, so he signed a two-year deal. I, I haven't seen anything on the money as of late, but but he signed a two-year deal with the Texans. So veteran quarterback Case Keenan uh, is, is in the quarterback room with the Houston Texans.
4: Asset, like a, a true asset to that quarterback room. Whoever is the quarterback coming in at number two, um, he will be tutored. He will be mentored not only about stuff on the field, not only about the film and the how to carry yourself, but off the field. How you should act as a quarterback. What's, how do you make good decisions off the field? Who, who should you surround yourself with? Case has been in the pros since 2012, undrafted in 2012, and he's still around 2023 coming up. That's a sign of people, when people bring you in like that, that's a sign of trust. That's a sign of you know what the heck you're doing. And he's gonna be a coach in that room. Then that, that's his job. To be a coach yep. in that quarterback room, to bring that quarterback up, whether he has to play the first year or not, regardless, he is his job is to get the uh get the young guy ready whenever that time is. I got, I got some
3: details on it. See, so two exactly. years, six point two five million dollars, uh four million guaranteed. Very nice. Bring it, bring it affordable. Yeah, that's, that's Very that, uh, affordable. that makes that makes sense. That's 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 good money right there. They also uh, today uh, acquired Andrew Beck, two year, four million guaranteed. Uh, Andrew Beck is a a tight end, but he's but he's of the build of what they typically have in in San Francisco. Uh, a little bit more on the definitely a tight end. A little bit more on the the fullback level than the wide receiver level. Everybody gets enamored with the Travis Kelseys of the world. They're really tight ends that are that are just big receivers. This is a tight end that would be a big fullback. This is a guy that catches the ball and runs after the catch um, like a tight end, but can also do fullback things. Can line up all over the place. Can can really help them in the run game. Um, has no problems blocking, especially kicking out defense, unblocked ends and edge rushers and yeah. things of that nature. Uh, I think Andrew Beck is is good, solid depth at the tight end position for the Texans at the very least. I
4: think he fits the build they're looking for as far as physicality up front. So he's going to be a guy. If you know George Kittle, who's a true tight end, he's physical. He's going to kick your butt in the run game. Yeah, he can run routes and catch, but he was physical first. And I think that's what you're going to see from him in the fullback and the tight end spot.
3: Yeah, I I love it. I think all the the next several guys – well, hell, not not, not the next several. All the guys that they signed – To date, whether they whether they signed them out of free agency, um, like off the streets, or um, you know, like like some of these guys we're talking about right now, um, it's all just quality depth. Yep. I mean, at at the at the end of the day, it's 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 quality depth, right? I mean, um, I look at at uh, Chase Winovich, an edge rusher, uh, signed him to a one year deal. Uh, two million dollars is, is what Chase Winovich started out I believe started out up in um uh, up in New England mm-hmm. um it's I think he spent some time in Cleveland maybe mm-hmm. uh but nonetheless you're talking about at, at the very least a good some good veteran depth at the defensive end position Mike Boone uh at, I believe he was with Denver last um running back and then Hassan Ridgeway uh, is a defensive tackle one year. 4 million dollar deal. So you look at Chase Winovich as an edge rusher, Hassan Ridgeway as an interior defensive lineman, good quality, I think veteran depth. Like these guys are going to have to compete for a spot on this roster. For sure. Um I don't know a lot about the the Boone kid, uh the running back out of Denver, uh but again, good good competition in in terms of of depth. Case Keenum, uh I don't I doubt he's going to be doing too much competing. As we said before, he's more of the mentor to come in here and be an extension of the coaching staff. Also, a new Texan. This happened over the weekend. Uh, the Texans signed wide receiver Robert Woods. This is what I really want to get to you, uh, Cecil, is is Robert Woods uh, spent spent a, 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 some good times with the L.A. Rams, um, was with them up until he got injured the Super Bowl year. Odell Beckham Jr. came in and played well for him, uh, and then he went to the Tennessee Titans uh, relatively quiet with the Titans, which there's a lot of, uh, it's not, not an ideal place for, for a wide receiver, yeah, I, I, I don't true. think. Um, but nonetheless, really good add, I think, for for the Texans at the wide receiver position, Robert Woods.
4: No doubt about it, man. He has uh, always been productive in his career. Um, he is, the, again, the first thing that comes to mind, he's selfless. He's going to be able to block, whether it's uh, you run a zone to the right, he comes back across in the motion. He did it all the time. Uh, with uh, McVay in and, and, and yeah. St. I'm about to say St. Louis in LA, he can crack that backside in. He can go block the safety. He can block the corner. He can block a linebacker. He's a physical guy even at his size. He's a willing blocker even at his size. And again, that fits what you want in this offense. They want Bobby and D'Amico. They want physicality. They want to be able to run the ball, and you can do that. You can play action off of that. When you play action off of that, you got guys like Robert Woods, who in my opinion nowadays is my probably a, a mid two right now a mid-two receiver who can get open. He understands coverages, knows where to sit down, can work the middle of the field. He can play the slot. He's the guy that's going to be a huge asset for the younger quarterback or Case Keenum, whoever's the guy playing, that they can trust him. He's going to be at the right spot at the right time in the right place. That That's just who he is. That's who he's been. Um, so I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him on the field. Um, he's a guy that relatively stays healthy. He's always out there making plays. So for him to catch on with the Texans says a lot to me. And um, I'm excited to see him play and how you can how you can move around from there.
3: Yeah, I like I like him as the interesting thing here for me is is if they keep Brandon Cooks. If they keep Brandon Cooks, I really like him and Brandon Cooks working together. And and if they were, you know, because at that point in time, you got Brandon Cooks, you got Robert Woods, and then the third could be yep. John Mechie, could be more if he continues to come on, could be Nico Collins. I mean, you you've got a you've got a really good complementary groups uh, group of of two and three receiver. You're not that top-end team that has to get the ball to one guy, but you got two or three guys there that that could emerge to all be good veterans that that are savvy, um, that are dependable, that work really really well together. Um I don't know that that obviously that um Brandon Cooks is going to be around, but I I do believe that's that is um it, it, that's the kind of receiver he is is one that needs to be in a stable a, a stable of three guys. Um, and, and they could complement each other, each other well.
1: Five
0: o'clock fire.
3: Hey, see, so I, there's uh, there, there's the, the most recent report of of with Aaron Rodgers to uh, the New York Jets. The, the 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 two teams are still waiting on Aaron Rodgers to decide where, um, you know where he if he's gonna play. And where he wants to play, so that they can they can work out a deal. But the Jets and the, and the Green Bay Packers have been have been um, in conversations, in deep conversations about it. Um, and Adam Schefter, I don't know, it's been a, it's been a couple of hours ago. Uh, he, he tweeted that mounting indications that Aaron Rodgers is headed to. The New York Jets. What do you think this does to the Jets in in uh, in New York if Aaron signs there?
4: It makes them better for sure. Aaron is a future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. My thing is, I don't know if they're in the tier ones of the AFC. Are you in the Cincinnati and the Buffalo and yeah. the Kansas City? Because you get Aaron right, I don't know. You still got some young guys. You still got some some guys need to mature in certain areas. The defense was outstanding last year. Brees Hall was outstanding until he got hurt last year. So you definitely got some pieces. You got some dudes around you for sure but are they in that tier 1 category in the AFC? I don't know. I, I'm not so don't yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they are cuz Aaron is who Aaron is, right? He he's he's special. And he like you said before, he took two teams at the MC Championship that probably had subpar talent compared to what they what he has right now. It's just I'm not so right away And the tough AFC is different than the NFC. In the tough AFC, you got Mahomes. You have Burrow. Uh, Burrow, you got Allen. Allen, you got Justin Herbert in the mix. You got Trevor Lawrence coming along. It's like I don't know—is is he going to get that team over the hump as far as in a Super Bowl contending tier one type of area? I, I, I don't
3: know. Well, I, I think that's—I mean—that's—that's that's the roll of the dice, right? But, it, but ultimately, I, I think it's—I I think it's more about what he does for that football team, for that organization. I, I think he immediately within the walls of the New York Jets facility, he immediately. He immediately puts the conversation in a spot of Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I mean now whether whether that's whether that's accurate or whether it's real, it, that that to me that's that's all irrelevant. I, I think I think it's about do do they belong on the field and with Aaron Rodgers? Do they belong on the field and and do they have a chance to beat anybody in the NFL? If they have Aaron Rodgers on the field, and I believe the answer is yes, mm-hmm. and I believe the answer is a resounding yes inside the walls of of the New York Jets facility. So, I, look, I I think I personally think it does make them a, a, a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but it damn sure puts them in the conversation outside of Mahomes, Josh Allen, and, and Burrow. You, you can put them, you can put the Jets right there up up against any any team not named those three right mm-hmm. now, um, and. and you know, I, I think it's gonna be fun to watch that thing that oh, thing sure. un, unfold uh no no question about it so we we shall see keep your eyes and ears open I mean hopefully it'll break before six but uh definitely we'll have it uh locked for you tomorrow on the Aaron Rodgers front that thing that thing could pop at any given moment
0: five o'clock fire
3: you what you watch any golf mm, no no Did you – well, that answers your question. I I got to – this old boy, Scotty Scheffler, number one golfer in the world right now. And he went out and he won the Players' Championship yesterday. And he spoke afterwards. I mean, this guy's the hottest. I mean, I think he won – his first tournament was the Waste Management Tournament, His first PGA Tour win – was the Waste Management Tournament in Phoenix? Two tournaments ago, he won it again this year, I believe. But two tournaments ago, and he has been on an absolute tear ever since. But you got to do me a favor. You gotta, he won the Players Championship. He's one of three golfers to ever hold the Players and the Masters Championship the same year, which which is Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods and him. Those three. He's oh, in wow. he's in rare company. But he's won at an unbelievable clip, Cecil. But but what you got to do? Is you gotta go? You gotta go listen to this dude, his post game presser. It's it post game presser, post tournament press, presser, that's whatever right. the hell you call it. It's so refreshing, man. I mean, it, it's he's as good as there is in the game right now, and and it's pretty convincing that that's not going to change for a while, mm. you know. And he's young, and he sits up there for thirty minutes, and he's so comfortable talking to the media. And answering questions about like how he how great he really is and it's I don't know it's just in a day where everybody wants to tell you how difficult their life is and how difficult it is to be great and how their life has changed and it's so hard to manage and it's just you know I, I don't know you know you know what I mean like it's when you arrive like that it's it seems like stars and I'm sure it is very very difficult and 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 you can play it either way. But he just plays it down so well, man. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you and me sitting here breaking bread over a over a cold beer, mm-hmm. and he's talking to all of the media after the the Players Championship. And the reason it matters is because he's one of us. He's a tech, He's a Texas kid. There it is. He's a Texas there kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and he's just a humble uh, humble dude. And he's he's the best in the game. Um, and he is on an absolute tear right now. I don't have the number of tournaments that he's won. I want to say six, but I don't think that's right. But three hundred and ninety-two days ago, he won his first PGA tourney, and he is on—he is on an absolute tear ever since, man. It's—I um, don't know—it was just if you get a chance, watch Check the watch the post-tourney presser and just how cool, calm, collected, matter-of-fact, old oh boy is as he's um, as he's talking and as the number one number one golfer in the damn world. It's—it's it's wild, man. All right, we're talking about all these different players that are bouncing all over the nfl talking about the players the texans have have um have acquired uh, some old texans that have that have moved on but uh, there's a couple of guys highest paid guys on this roster that are in the middle of trade conversations some are new conversations some are old conversations there's two guys though two current players we'll tell you who those guys are and we will discuss next
5: selling a little or a lot to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey (sighs) podcast
2: spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com
0: Sports Radio Six Ten presents Clint Sterner and the show.
3: Ron the show Ugly is out. Cecil Shorts the third is in, and uh, while we're talking about a lot of movement in the NFL, uh, it seems like I think we talked about that all day today. Um, there's a couple guys haven't moved that that are in conversations. A couple of Texans haven't moved that are in conversation. Let's talk about the highly paid big time left tackle that the Houston Texans have Laramie Tunsil. Aaron Wilson tweeted this a couple of hours back pro uh, pro bowl left tackle. Laramie Tunsil has been discussed in potential trade scenarios with the chiefs. Now there he goes on in, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the tweet there, but at the end of the day uh the, the, the smoke around a potential Laramie Tunsil trade uh, began when the Kansas City Chiefs decided not to franchise Orlando Brown, their big left tackle, right? And so everybody assumed that that the Kansas City Chiefs were, were going to pursue a top-end, high-end left tackle to move forward with not named Orlando Brown, which panned out to be true. They were definitely in the market. They were definitely making calls. Uh, I, I would imagine that they did call Houston uh, inquiring about Laramie Tunsil. Uh, but they ended up going the route of Jawan Taylor, left tackle out of Florida, from the, played with the Gators. I covered him there, and then he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the last several years. Um, he he is the left tackle for the um, Kansas City Chiefs. So this may be water under the bridge. Kansas City may have been the only team interested. Um, I don't believe that this these reports came out of nowhere. So I think the point is, is that clearly – the Texans are picking up the phone and listening. There is a price. Uh, and and it is possible. I don't think it's likely, but it is possible that Laramie Tunsil can be moved. Cecil, you, just your thoughts on the Texans potentially moving Laramie Tunsil at this point in time.
4: So I have a few thoughts here. I think uh when you are in position and it sounds like just from the base this basic on this basic basing it on their moves. Uh, recently, with free agency, this um, the rumblings we hear. They're going to draft a quarterback at number two, right? They're going to draft a quarterback at number two. When you draft a young quarterback, some of the most important things you can do for him is to surround him with not only good players but a good offensive line in particular and a running game. I think half the battle is there. You have your running back that can be that can produce, as you saw last year. I think you have a potentially a, a, a really good offensive line that you can maybe go in and put his put go in, in the free agency and go get a center. You have a right tackle in Titus Howard. And you have your left tackle as of right now in Laramie Tunsil. And to move him, in my opinion, would not I guess it wouldn't kill you, but I feel like it will hurt the future of your franchise if he's not there. When you have one of the best pass protectors in the game, Laramie Tunsil, pro bowler. Top three, top four left tackle in the game. Yep. And you can have him solidify the backside of whoever your quarterback is, that's a huge boost to whoever that quarterback is. That's a confidence booster. That you know what, I got time to throw the ball. I can go through my reads and my progression, whatever the case may be. Um, it helps your franchise, your franchise is the quarterback. It helps that future guy. Because when you draft a guy at two, that that's a franchise quarterback. That's a guy you're expecting to be here the next 10, 12, 15 plus years. So for me. I understand your your entertaining offers possibly, but to me, you got to figure out something. Where it's okay, we need Laramie there on the left side because he is the best at what he does, uh, week in and week out, and he's he's going to protect. And that if you can protect the backside of that quarterback, that's going to help you in the long
3: run. Yeah, and this team in the long run. I like the thought of it being good for a young quarterback. I I, I really do like that. I I just try to. I'm trying to wrap my head around. Okay, the Texans are clearly listening. Why are they listening? You know why? Why? You know why are they listening to uh, potential trade offers for Laramie Tunsil? I and I, I can't. I look at at the left tackle, although he was the he's the best in the league now. Trent Williams in in San Francisco. I look at just how nasty dude is. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's the the common the common thread. In in all of the guys in in San Francisco, that that um, kind of set the tone. When you talk about Trent Williams, you talk about George Kittle. Um, you know some of their guys some other their off other offensive linemen up front. You can even you can even couch the Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and their style of play is yep. a, a more physical brand of receiver play. Um, I could see D'Amico. I could see Nick Casario. I could see Bobby Slowick saying, if I'm going to wrap twenty plus million dollars up in a left tackle, right? I need that dude to first and foremost be the nastiest dude on the planet. Mm. Right? Because that's the one thing we can look at Laramie Tunsil and say, okay, yes, he's one of the best left tackles in the game. No question about it. But does he approach run blocking the same way and I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying because he may not be capable of doing what Trent Williams does, but does he does he try to hurt people in the run game? I, I don't believe he does. Like, I, and no, not, it's not a knock on him. It's, maybe it's the way he's been coached. Maybe it's what he's been asked to do. I don't know. He just doesn't have that same approach to run blocking. Not many people do, right? And so, again, I'm just looking for, I'm looking for cracks in the armor, if you will. And that's to me, that's that's where I could see if they're going to spend twenty million on somebody, they want that somebody to be a tone setter. Mm-hmm. Not the best pass protect, like you know what I mean. Like, where does what's what's more valuable in this offense than the next? I would say the tone setter, the physicality. If you can find it, if you're going to wrap twenty million up in somebody, mm-hmm. they better have that edge. I could see them thinking that way.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that because we, we just talked about uh, who the tight end they just signed um, from Andrew San Francisco, Beck. Andrew Beck. How physical he is! Like he's yep. a tight end; he's there. A fullback tight end in San Francisco that can come in, knock your head off. They'll be good in outside zone. He can be good in power schemes, whatever the case may be, right? Um when you look at the when you think of the 49ers in the whole, you think of their physicality on defense and offense, right? As a team, they're super physical. So I understand that point. It's just if you're not going to bring somebody like that in, yeah. you got to keep blaring me like you it, to me is is lair me first and then okay let's see what else we can do like who else, who else is out there is it worth trading them yeah is there some well no i, I, I think or, yeah I mean? there,
3: look there's some good tackles in this draft um there's some good interior line interior offensive linemen that they're going that they could go after in free agency mm-hmm. they could move Titus Howard to left tackle and and draft a, a tackle and and let him play right or let him just plug him in play left if you wanted to draft him that high um there, there's definitely options there um, I I, I guess I, just, I I think the I think the twenty mil has a lot more to do with it, and, and and how that money is spent has a lot more to do with it. I I think they're look. I think I think Laramie Tunsil and Nick Casario are a okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think Nick, I, agree with that. I, I think Laramie Tunsil is a Texan at least for this year, and uh, we'll see what happens beyond. But but I, I I think there are avenues to get to where the Texans. You could see the Texans again. Method of the madness. I don't have to agree with it, but is there a method of the madness? I think there are avenues to get there if you're the Houston Texans to get to a point where moving Laramie Tunsil could potentially make sense. What about Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks is a guy I think he's worn out as welcome. I think most fans would like to see him, see him gone, but but ultimately they got a lot of money wrapped up in him. He's going to be hard to move, uh, and he's still an awfully productive player if he's used the right way. And I'll argue that he hasn't been used the right way. Maybe Bobby Slowick could get a level of play out of Brandon Cooks that we hadn't seen since, hell, maybe 2018 with the Rams, if we're being honest. Um, but Brandon Cooks, I just he seems to be in the middle of a lot of trade trade conversations. I don't know how legit they are, but w- you think they move Brandon Cooks? You think they should move Brandon Cooks?
4: Ooh, I, I think uh, kind of the opposite of what Laramie and, and – this is outside looking in, right? I think Laramie and Nick on good terms. I don't know if Brandon and Nick are on good terms. It seems like tides have changed once – uh, the middle since the middle of the season until the end of the season. He's never come out and said anything in the media until this year in a negative light,
0: right? Yeah, He's yeah. never
4: been that guy. He's always been a team first guy, always uh, positive, spin on everything, and then he started to – you can see just the tide turning in his mind. Now, I'll be honest with you, when you bring Robert Woods in and you look at the – on paper, you look at what they can do and yep. what they did in 2018, right? Now, I know they were younger, but what they did in 2018, both had over 80 catches and 1,200 yards, so they can work together. They can be side by side and it can work well. And if I'm thinking about Bobby and D'Amico, I'm like, hey, these two guys. If I, if I can get, because for D'Amico, it's a, probably a clean slate for everybody. So why not see what he can do? But I would, I would, if I'm honest, I would see what the trade offers are out there. But I think I'm leaning towards him having him stay.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, if he wants to look, I, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, they got to, they got to move him if they can. But I'm not going to be disappointed if, if he stays. I, I, to your point I think I think he's a, a really good fit with um, with Robert woods. I, I think he could be a really good fit a really a really I mean creative weapon for Bobby Sloak if Bobby Sloak is that kind of offensive mind. Um, he's just got to be another dude. They can't they can't anoint him as a damn captain and and, uh, and, and all will be well. Uh, you know, it's going to, that money's going to be a hurdle though. That money that 18 million or whatever it is that Brandon cooks is doing. Oh, it, it's it's uh yeah, he's, he's, mm. it's up there. It, mm. It's, it's up there. It's going to be a hurdle. If they want to move him, it's going to be a hurdle. If they want to pay him, either way it goes, it's going to be, it, it's going to be painful. So, um, you know, we'll see anybody that thought that the Texans weren't going to draft a quarterback and they were going to go with a veteran quarterback. Well, you can put that to bed. I'll tell you how, I'll tell you Why?
1: advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
0: live from the twin peak studios sports radio 610 presents the drive with sterner and Hughley.
3: All right, Ron. The show Ugly is out. Father of seven, former Houston Texan. That's, I mean, that that could be a damn. That could be a line. I mean, that could be like the, the chorus or something right there. See, I'm, I'm gonna let there you. I'm is. gonna let you have that. Scott Free, man. It. Just give me a couple it. kickbacks. Give me an invite to the party when you start using that as a tagline, huh? Yes, former Houston Texan, father of seven, Cecil Shorts the third, ladies and gentlemen in the house. How's it going, my man? Going well, Come brother. On. Come on. I'm over here looking at my email in the break, and I'm I, I got uh, I got several more invites. To uh, to to join these uh these brackets, man. It's okay. it's uh I mean hell, it's it's turning it's turny time, man. Bracket season, if you will. I, I want to encourage everybody out there that uh, if if you do listen via the Odyssey app, to hit that rewind feature and go back to about two twenty five. Jeff Goodman of Field of sixty eight joined us and, and and dropped a few nuggets on uh on the the, the tournament that's coming up. And um, also, if you're look, if you're not listening via that Odyssey app, you should A U D A C Y. Download the app. Take it. Take us with you, everywhere you go. I use mine on the regular when I'm working out, when I'm out in the yard, uh, and when when I'm obviously on the way to work, I like to use it. So, uh, whether whether you're listening on the radio or you're listening on that Odyssey app, man, we greatly appreciate it. But that rewind feature will be key right now to catch up with Jeff Goodman uh, on on what his thoughts were. Uh, I I got, I got, y'all going to love it. And I don't know if y'all going to love it as much as, as, as what I did, but I'll give y'all a little, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. (laughs) I liked Jeff Goodman before this little call we had. And I had no idea what he was going to say, but he came on this damn show and, and, and he, he may or may not have picked my hogs to beat them Jayhawks in the second round, which, (laughs) which I, I, I just can't think of anything that I would rather – I'd pay good money for that to happen, so I can just sit over here and peacock when old on <laughs> show Ugly when his old Jayhawk ass comes back in here. I can just sit over here. And then he turned around, and I think I, – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he picked the Texas Longhorns to make a run deeper than he the did. Aggies. I he think, did. which he would mean did. they beat the Aggies in round two, I think. So, that's Tyler Milner's Aggies, too. So, I'll just be – go back there, everybody. If that pissed you off, if, you, if that made you smile, go check it out. If that pissed you off – going back to uh, uh again 225 is when it was right Chris 225 is when Jeff Goodman joined us and uh and check out that little uh college basketball college basketball talk that that uh it's bracket time I think I'm, I think I'm gonna fill a couple out this year see you you, you uh you you're a bracket guy, huh? I am a bracket
4: guy. I'll probably be in three this year, one with the family, two outside of that. Um, Normally, I'm not going to lie to you, it's probably about four five of them, man. i I'm been deep yeah. in that thing. You tried
3: to tell me two earlier. I was like, ah, he ain't I'm, I'm you ain't stopping Ain't nobody do thing. two and not five. You it's, either do one or about <laughs> ten, if we're being completely <laughs> honest.
4: It's just, I get... I want to focus on just one. Like, all right, this is my best bracket. Let's focus on one. But I had so much fun where I'm like, I'm just going to go this here. I'm going to do here. I'm going to do here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I probably end up, up Didn't really
3: out. feel good about that decision when really he changed here. Chris, you, yeah. you a uh, you a bracket guy? I mean, hell, you yeah. look like Clay Thompson. You you better do everything <laughs> basketball.
1: Yeah, no. Uh A couple of my friends are like, dude, when are you going to set it up? When are you going to set it up? I'm like, all right, all right. Oh, I'll you're do. the set it up guy? Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the commissioner of our fantasy league. Like, I'm. Yeah, everybody's just like, you oh, you're really, yeah. I so. mean, you, yeah, that, that's okay, uh that's different. Okay, yeah. So yeah, they're all asking me. So today's probably once I get off. I'll probably, is it money on the line or no? Uh, probably not. Usually, but we've been kind of. Hey, you're the commissioner. You gotta figure that
3: out, man. Yeah. So all that, all that, huh? Huh? He and there. you got, you gotta figure <laughs> that out, man. Hey, tell him y'all gonna make me do this. Y'all gonna pay me for it? We, I'm gonna charge you. and I'm gonna take a little ten percent off the top for the commissioner fee, man. How the hell you think Roger Goodell got started? I got my girlfriend into it yeah, uh, last year, so she she wants to do it this year. All that so. means is going to cost you double, chief. <laughs> uh, all that means going. I got my wife into DraftKings doing that daily fantasy stuff. Okay, she like it. Yeah, it, when she wins, which is mm. about one out of every ten, she uh, she's had a lot more luck than than I have though. I'll be honest with you. I, I got my tail whooped about ten straight weekends. I said I'm not donating to you anymore. <laughs> my, my wife has won. She's won a little bit more than me. All right, uh, again, Ron show. Ugly's out. Cecil Shorts is is in um look anybody out there that thought the Texans were going to draft a quarterback uh I'm sorry we're not going to draft a quarterback and and we're going to go the veteran quarterback route which I was concerned I, that, that's one, that was the one concern that I had with Jimmy Garoppolo is that I thought Jimmy Garoppolo would be a guy that that would not take anything less than a three-year deal um would not go anywhere where he wasn't a guy that was going to be uh, the the starter and and the expectations were going to win going to gonna be to win i don't think he was wanting to necessarily go somewhere and and mentor somebody else um although he he worked well through that situation i don't think he did it willingly in san francisco i think he i think he responded well but i don't think he did it willingly um my fear of him coming to houston was that was going to be nick cassario on D'Amico ryan's future was that that the future plan was was jimmy Garoppolo. and it just didn't all make sense to me that they would also draft a quarterback. I thought Jimmy being here made sense, but also drafting a quarterback, the stars didn't really align for me. So uh, I thought there was a chance that the veteran quarterback could have been the route that the Texans were going to take. Well, today, Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Las Vegas Raiders three years, $67. Mm-hmm. $67.5 million, $34 million guaranteed, three-year deal, uh, he reunites with uh Josh McDaniels and goes to a place where it's more ready made to win ball games at least the expectation yeah. is going to be win ball games and get into the playoffs and so I believe that takes the option of the Texans not drafting a quarterback and going to veteran free agent that takes that option off the table well then shortly after that the Texans sign quarterback, Case Keenum to a two-year deal, which I look at that and I go, this is – I mean, I don't know that you could set it up. First-year offensive coordinator, first-year head coach, going to be a first-year quarterback with a top-10 draft pick here with number two overall, and Case Keenum to be the mentor in the quarterback room with Gerard Johnson as a quarterback coach who's very familiar with all these young quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know that you could – You could set it up any better. Maybe with an offensive-minded head coach that was actually the play caller Mm -hmm. would be a better situation. If if we're splitting hairs here, but I don't know that you could draw it up any better for a a young quarterback to step in and be supported from all angles. Yeah, you know. So Jimmy Garoppolo's off the board to Las Vegas. Case Keenum is in Houston. I think it's it's lining up for them to take a quarterback at two, and I as a former quarterback I, I i really like the way that they're supporting and putting guys around said quarterback whoever the hell that may be
4: they they they're doing it the right way man and and it's exciting it's kind of refreshing honestly it's kind of refreshing to see uh to hear good things about what the texans have going on right it's yeah. kind of refreshing to get excitement about what could possibly happen when you pick number 2 in next month's draft right it, it's a refreshing exciting feeling um and i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more I think when it comes to having a veteran in the, in the room with the young quarterback to teach him not only, on of course, in the film, you know, teach him about his platform, we teaching him about um, how to study film. You know, he can give him wisdom on certain cornerbacks and certain defenses and certain defensive coordinators, right? The, 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 um, the mindset of those coordinators and kind of their tendencies and and what to look for when it's when certain blitzes and stuff like that, but also how to handle yourself off the field. I mean, being number two overall pick, that's a huge responsibility. Absolutely. All eyes are going to be on you in the big city of Houston all the time. So he can be that mentor off the field as well. Like, Hey, make sure you stay out the way, stay out of trouble. If you need something, call me or whatever the case may be. Just teaching them how to move, teaching them how to get a proper, a proper camp around him. Um, But he is a, he is literally going to be a coach on the field. He is literally going to be a uh, the second quarterback coach, if not the first quarterback coach, when it comes to a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever they draft. He's going to be humongous when it comes to uh, the the trending. How how can this quarterback trend up? Like yeah, the, the ascension of this quarterback, yeah. the development of this quarterback. Right, that's going to be huge. And I, I think I agree with you. When Jimmy's gone, this is 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 no doubt they're going to draft a quarterback number two. It's just about okay who. Will, <clears throat> who will be that guy yeah.
3: it, it's it's crazy I, i've told stories before on air cecil about it. when you get a guy like like case and i'm sure and it, it, it's any veteran but they they've they've heard the same stuff the same routes coached so many different ways that you know there's they've 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 figured out the easiest way to coach it or the easiest way to read it and so For a young quarterback to come in and be introduced to all these NFL concepts that you do on offense, and have a guy in the meeting room to go, hey, I know it sounds complicated, but if you'll just read the Sam linebacker, if the Sam linebacker Mm -hmm. widens at the snap, you want to go here. If he sinks at the snap, you want to go here. Like it, there were things in my career where I struggled with, like it was, like it was just moving fast. I could never see it clear. And then I got with a certain coach, and the coach would be like, "Hey, Clint, make it easy. If you get cover two, if the Sam linebacker gives depth, throw it here." Sam linebacker sits and the tight end runs by him. Then you wait, wait for a second. The tight end is going to come in a window. Mm-hmm. Eliminate all the all the other ten guys on the field, and you read that one backer. I'd been trying to read that down play five different ways. Coach to read this safety and the safety roles. You do this and then this and then down to the backer and, all, and I never could. It just it was tough. And then one guy gives me a different key and boom, it just plain as day. A guy like Case Keenum could do that tenfold yeah. for a young quarterback because he's been in every system. Yep. He's heard every way to coach, every concept that you could possibly coach. So, Case Keenum in Houston is going to be huge for whatever whatever young quarterback uh, they get. All right, go ahead, Bo.
4: Well, really quick too, Case has had success. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's it says something when Case he led his team to the MC Championship or led his team to playoffs. He's been successful in the league. He's thrown for a bunch of yards, a bunch of touchdowns before. Right. He has successful seasons. I think that's a credit to him too. Like that, that's going to help the young guy. Like hey. I'm looking at him like, okay, yeah. Not only is he, you know, a backup been around a long time, he's been good in this league before.
3: Right. See, so I can't let you get out of here without without doing this. I, I got a, I got a a baby girl. I got, got a little. She, she's she's one year she's one year old. Uh, I know you got you got seven, and and so I, I got to ask for some advice. I, I, last Tuesday, uh, we woke up. It's the first time she'd been sick, and 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 obviously she she had thrown up in the crib, so we cleaned it up and and I she went to the restroom and so I cleaned the diaper up and didn't think much of it it was normal and then i set her down on the living room floor and I'm just gonna kind of watch TV kind of piddling watching her and she walks up to me and I re- lean down to pick her up and it's run down both legs all mm. all over all over the blanket all over the floor and the only reason I tell you that is not to gross you out but just look it was it's the first time she was sick in a year I got a feeling that I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna there's gonna be a lot of first yeah. for me You got seven of them. And and let's talk specifically about raising a daughter real quick here. I I, I need a couple of tips for raising a baby girl. Man, listen.
4: First of all, I got five daughters. So
3: (laughs) 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 five of them things, man. The
4: biggest things, uh, three you asked for, the biggest things I learned no matter what, love them. Like unconditional love. So when she's walking to you and she's pooped all down her leg and everything, still love on her. Yep, Be there for her. The biggest thing they look for is for their father to be there for them. The love, especially when they get older. My oldest is nine, my oldest girl. The love they have for us as men, as their dads, is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you are their first boyfriend or husband that they see. Like, they interact with every day. So how you love them, they're going to carry that forever, right? right? The second one is support. Like, no matter what they got going on, support them to the fullest, man. Like, whether they're in gymnastics, whether they're – And plays whether they're making a bad decision you being there to support them or to hold them accountable is a big deal and doing it in a loving way so not tearing them down but listen hey baby I don't agree with this I don't like how I went down but hey how about you do a b and c we can get better from there and then thirdly be the standard the man that you want them to marry one day Yeah So it's it, it's weird how they hold me accountable <laughs> <laughs> Right Like she she's looking at me for every answer And I'm like you know what She's going to pick and date her men And be, build friends with men Based on how I treat her And how I act Whether good right. or bad Right Yeah. So to, to be the example To be the standard Those are the three things Off the top of my Ooh. head I Well you put the, the pressure daughter. on me G <laughs> You put the pressure on
3: me man it's, it's, I, I absolutely love it Cecil man I, I appreciate you uh, sitting in for Ron to show you today. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Chris Santiago, big time. Good work. Appreciate you being on call when, when old Tyler got, um, got, got sick on me. I hope you rooster telling all over the place, Tyler. Um, other than that, Wade Smith, NFL veterans, 12 year NFL vet tomorrow, uh, former Houston Texan. He'll be in with us. I believe T. Mill. We'll be, uh, we'll be back. Texans All Access is next. And then uh, best of today with, uh, with T-Mill, maybe. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what we get rocking and rolling. Until tomorrow, Houston, we love you, baby.
2: Ah, spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact